continuing with our uh, study of, of, the, uh, of the Unity book, uh, Lessons in Truth. This is lesson number three, uh, entitled Thinking. Uh, Emily Cady, author, uh, wonderful, wonderful person. As I think I said earlier, one of the early Unity people, New Thought people, that it would have been fun to know and have a sit-down conversation with. So, lesson three in our series, Thinking. And as we have done before, we are using as the, um, as the cornerstone for our sharing in, in this series, the questions that are at the end of each chapter. Um, the book used to be a part of the uh, training experience for people uh, on the process of becoming unity ministers or licensed teachers. And so many papers were written based on this book and based on the questions that we are going to uh, use as we unfold this. And from, um, our, uh, from, our, from our first lesson uh, to, uh, to the decision of bondage or liberty which, uh, to the second one, statement of being, we now look at thinking. And the first question, from your study of statement of being, last lesson that we talked to, how would one describe the foundation principle of truth? Well, there is but one foundation for all things, of course, and it's, it's the essence of pure being that we call by many names. We can call this God. We can call this uh, source energy. We can call this the one presence, one power. We can call this the, uh, the essence of pure isness out of which all things have come. Uh, a process by which we have difficulty with finite thinking to put a handle upon or to come up with any finite answers. So accepting that that is true, there still is but one presence, one power, God the good, omnipotent, and that is the foundation for all things. And all things uh, would be indeed covering absolutely all things within the process. One presence, one power, God the good, omnipotent. Second question. Explain man as a threefold being. In Christianity especially, we have this addressed in many different possible ways. We have this addressed as, uh, uh, as uh, spirit, soul, body. We have this expressed uh, in metaphysical terms as mind, idea, and expression. But let's not try to trisect uh, the essence of pure being. Uh, the Trinity, if we want to look at it and bring it into a focus within our life, within our mind and within our thinking, uh, is but a process of being able to look at this pure essence of being called God in more workable forms as it becomes manifest in our life as we use the, the gift of thought, the tool of thought, of thinking, to bring forth our world into, uh, into, into focus. So spirit is, can be identified as mind, and there is but one mind in the universe, and we all have consciousness in that one mind. Um, uh, idea um, is the second 
of aspect of, 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 the, of the Trinity, which means this is how mind expresses within us as idea. An idea becomes uh, that which we then clothe in substance. The universe does this based on what we are holding in, in thought to be real and true. And that which we hold in thought then becomes expression, mind, idea, expression, spirit, soul, body. So the idea that is pure essence of being individualized in us uh, allows us to come up with a myriad of wonderful ways to express that as idea and then idea becomes clothed in form and it becomes our life. It becomes expression uh, as everything that is around us and through us. There is, there is nothing in our life that is not part of a, a part of consciousness being expressed uh, in us, through us, and as us. So knowing that we have instant access into that energy. Explain God as divine mind. That's the third question. Well, another way of looking at it, uh, mind, idea, expression, spirit, soul, body, God is the essence of mind or of all knowledge as it becomes uh, uh, focused within our needs, within our thinking, within that which is applicable and becomes our life. Uh, divine mind is God mind, and divine mind is that which knows and that which expresses and that which is always available to us, that we can uh, go into the innermost part of our being and have that, uh, that communion with this inner truth. And it can then express in its own wonderful, unique way within our life and within our expression. There is no one way to do it. There is no, it has to happen in this way. There is no, uh, there is no other way but this particular way, as somebody would say. There is, there is only one mind, and that mind expresses individually and yet collectively. And it is who and what we truly are. Next question, if there is only one mind, why does there appear to be many minds? Well, because we all have unique consciousness in the one mind. We all have uh, all life. And I would even go further to say that all, all manifestation, be it animal, vegetable, or mineral, has consciousness in the one truth that is God. And to know that then, is to give perfect freedom for each individual consciousness to uh, express as it would choose to do. We are not automatons. We are using a phrase that is a little bit overworked, I think. We have free manifestation, free will within this process of individualized consciousness expressing in us, through us, and as us, as our life, and as everything that is important in our world and in uh, our, our, uh, our journey through this manifest world that we call home right now. Now, next question. Can one come into a realization of truth by arguing or intellectual reasoning? Well, sure, but it's the hard way to do it. Um, I, I like to think that everything in the universe is logical 
And if that is called reasoning or, 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 or thinking um, that is based on something that is solid, then that works as well. But there's another way, and that way is, as the book would say, uh, turning within with a willingness to become as a little child and to let the universe speak through us and to us as us. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a good intellectual discussion. There is nothing wrong with uh, coming into a, um, uh, an understanding of a logical experience and expression of God in us and through us, but it doesn't help to get argumentative or it doesn't help to get uh, pushed out of shape. What is important is to know that there is this font of truth within us that we can always, uh, in the quietness of our own being, we can always go into that realm and be receptive and open to hearing and knowing. Many times it comes in the form of a dream. Many times it comes in the form of a book that we are led to read or, yes, a conversation that uh, comes into our, uh, into our focus. But to ask the question of anything demands the answer from the universe. But we have to learn to let the universe choose its own channel through which to uh, be, uh, be understood within our own particular and peculiar life experience and expression. But the God essence as pure being within us, through us, and as us always is, uh, is responding to every question, to every uh, realization of truth that we are uh, looking for. Question six, explain the part that books and teachers can play in a student's unfoldment. Books, teachers, conversations, all form the basis, all form a foundation upon which truth can rest. Uh, they only will take us so far. Um, they will only take us to the threshold of what the realization of pure God beingness within will take us through and into the next step in any question that we might ask, in any form of unfoldment that we might be seeking to uh, uh, to embrace within our life. Uh, absolutely nothing wrong with a teacher for a while, but then there comes that moment when one turns inward to the true teacher. Nothing wrong with a book to read, uh, but the book is only an expression of somebody's concept of, let's use the word God or source energy, and that concept may not always fulfill our need. So they all point the way inward into who and what we truly are, and we are the best author of any thought, of any book, of any realization, as we understand that which comes uh, through us, mind, idea, expression, that which fulfills, that which allows us to be uh, a conscious, receptive, uh, uh, an integral part of the process of God in us and as us. Number seven, what is the difference in the manner in which the intellect and spirit handle ideas? Well, the intellect loves its arguments. The intellect loves its uh, being able to use uh, logic as a foundation. And it is 
a, a, it is it is a workable experience for some people, but the but the the uh, the spirit within us uh, is that which um, sort of sort of sort of sneaks through the cracks once we open our mind to the realization of the universe in us through us and as us, and it reveals itself in many different wonderful, almost almost serendipitously hidden ways as we go through our day and as we simply always try to come as much as we can from center to circumference in our journey, in our life, and what is real and important to us and through us and as us. That is who and what we truly are. Um, to come to that threshold when after having done all, we turn and say, Dear Spirit, Dear God, uh, I am willing, I am open, I am receptive, and then allowing spirit to choose that manner in which it speaks to us in ways that uh, are our own unique, special, and wonderful uh, way of allowing this truth to be uh, to be um, to be experienced. Number eight: um, What is the meaning of what is meant by error consciousness? We sometimes find that. Uh, statement or that um, noun, if you will, uh, that, that, that collective used in new thought and uh, in, uh, in unity. Error consciousness is but uh, another way of describing um, setting our own standard for what truth must be and then almost demanding the universe to do that, to manifest and express in that. Error consciousness is that which is the human approach to trying to uh, make logic of all things. And it doesn't always work that way. So it, it is a process by which uh, many people come to that point when they let go and let God. Uh, and there's nothing that can be said to be wrong with entertaining error consciousness or that which seems to look to the without for all of our answers and not to the within, um, it's, it's the manner in which we often work and it's the manner in which we often then come the quicker to the realization that within us is all the answers or all the answers that we need for all the fulfillment within every area of our life. Number nine, why does God make us think right thought? Well, God doesn't make us do anything. Um, spirit within us, God source energy, um, the truth of who and what we always have been, always are, and always shall be, is that which simply is the energy and allows us, and allows is not really the right word either, but it gives us the opportunity to manifest truth, manifest what we think we need at one point in time, as then our life unfolds and we come into a new understanding that then becomes the threshold and the foundation for yet another truth understanding to be made manifest in our life. Uh, there is nothing outside of us. God is not anthropomorphic that makes us do or think or be anything other than that which we see at any given moment as far as what is our right and perfect thought, our right and perfect response, our right and perfect experience uh, at that moment. One presence, one power, 
nothing outside of us to make us do anything. We make our own choices and we make then uh, the, well, let's put it this way, the more we train ourselves to come from center to circumference, the more uh, the uh, aspect of the universe moves through us in wonderful, positive, and happy and fulfilling ways. The last question, number 10, uh, is God good? Do we have to beseech God for the fulfillment of our desires? Well, again, that, that question uh, contains the answer right within it automatically. Um, on one of the vehicles that, that, uh, that I drive, it has a license plate in the front that says, it's all good. And so good becomes another synonym for God. God is the one presence, one power. And that truth is the only essence that is real within the universe. And we use the word good or goodness as synonyms for it. So the journey is good. Uh, sometimes the cul-de-sacs that we might choose in our own journey might give an appearance of that which is not all the best in the world. But in the realization that wherever I am, there God is. Uh, yea, though I make my bed in hell, there thou art, is one of the ways of understanding that. One presence, one power, wherever we are, there is God. And there is always the goodness that is within each and every moment. There is nothing other than God. And, of course, the desire for that essence to be manifest in us and through us isn't anything we need to beseech for or we need to beg for. It's the natural flow of energy. Said another way, it's who we are. It's God in us, through us, and as us. We are the essence of pure being right now in cooperation with the expanding universe. I like to say that we are each walking point in that expansion. And the more we come from that inner circumference of knowing one presence, one power, one truth, the more we let that express through us and as us in our life. Thinking is the process by which we allow ourselves to be in the flow of all that is good, of all that is God. Next week, our word, our chapter, will take the form of affirmations. And we will um, see what affirmations, what, what, what place the tool of affirmation is within our spiritual life. I trust that you will continue to unfold this with me. And I'm so very thankful of your being part of this experience today right here and right now. Remember who you are. You are the beloved of the one presence, one power of God's source being in you, through you, and as you. See you then.